This is the Revival Podcast. Hello, thank you for joining me again. You know, these past couple days, I've just heard some real powerful testimonies on how people came to Jesus. And it just reminds me of how, you know, what God can do for people and how he can change their lives if, if you just be willing to to allow him to form him how he wants you to be, basically surrendering your life to him. And, I mean, these testimonies were so beautiful, you know, and everybody on planet Earth has a different testimony. And and sometimes I'm like, man, I really don't have anything that powerful and stuff. And sometimes I'd be like, I don't know, Lord, my testimony ain't isn't really anything. I haven't really done anything with my life, you know not into drugs and I money is not my God and you know I'm not gonna lie but like everybody I struggle with you know the opposite sex you know and I guess that's my main struggles but don't get me wrong there's still a bunch of brokenness in me you know and that's why Jesus you know Jesus is a part of my life and he helps me through those things and he forgives me for those things and I'm just, like, realizing, like, even though I don't, you know, I kind of felt, like, kind of jealous because, like, all, you know, these testimonies, these people probably led so many people to God because they're just amazing and beautiful and absolute, like, miracles happen to these people. And I'm just like, man, here's me. I'm just a, you know, basically a goody two shoes, whatever, you know, and 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 then I just felt like God telling me you have your own story. I love you just as much as anybody else. You know, the reason you know you should be very fortunate that you don't have a testimony like that. And to be honestly, it, it it made sense to me because these people that have testimonies like this that are that, you know, they've been through this and that, they also been through much more pain, much more anxiety and brokenness than hopefully I'll ever feel. Not because I want them to feel more or whatever, but I never want to be in that position. I just want to love Jesus now. You know? I've been really praying, you know, that I just want to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I cry all the time. Whenever I see something beautiful or whatever, like I was telling you, testimonies, they just made me weep. Because, it, they, not because they were sad, but how beautiful they are. And and it's just, 
you know, and I don't need to be jealous because I have my own story, you know. I should be praising God that there's people out there who have certain testimonies, who can reach certain people that I can't reach, you know. And um, again, um, I don't have to face half of the things that some of these people have to face. But the one common denominator that I've seen in a lot of testimonies is the sins that we have in our lives that we struggle with, God can take those away. I believe God can do anything. I believe Jesus can do anything. But he doesn't necessarily take those sins away. He helps people through them. And, I mean, he could take them away, and sometimes he chooses to do that. But there's other times where he doesn't. And like I said, in these testimonies, the one con common denominator was these people still had struggles with whatever they may have been addicted to. And it's like, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't have to go through that. Please, Lord, please keep my heart and my mind protected. Because God doesn't want us to go through those things. He allows us to, but we don't need to. I mean, it, it reminds me of, you know, the prodigal son, you know, or God leaves the 99 to, to save the one out of his 100 sheep. And I guess one thing, I, I encourage people who think they don't have a story because they didn't do these things, and you do have a story. Everybody has a story. You know, praise God you don't have the testimony that some of these people have. Do you think people love to take cocaine or or do you think people love being use their bodies and trying to find love and, and all they find is emptiness? It's not what God wants for you. So, so if you don't have that story, praise God. Praise God that you don't have that story. But it's, it's cool to listen to other people's stories, but we shouldn't be jealous of them or thinking our, our lives, why can't our lives mean that much? They, they, our lives do mean something. Again, God doesn't want us to go down that path of self-destruction, but in those people's life, he took disaster and used it to the honor and glory of his name. And as Christians, we have to come to the point of anything good that comes out of our life, you know, that is good, that's wholesome, that's beautiful, it's not because of us. It's because God loves us, and he uses the broken. And I just, again, I don't know. I think social media is like a, a two-edged sword, but I've seen these testimonies, and, and I learned. I'm a kind of person who, who learns from other people's misfortunes. I mean, I have my own, obviously, because we have all fallen short of the glory of God, but... I mean, I, I, I mostly learn from other people's things and, and that other people's misfortunes, you know. And, and God has just really held me close, and, and I should praise him for that. Sometimes, you know, I shouldn't be jealous or, or down because I don't have a story. God knows my story, and he loves me. 
just like he knows your story. It's the most important story in the world to him. And the amazing thing about God and Jesus, he loves everybody the same, everybody at the same time. And no matter where you're at, God will meet you there. You know, I I did a podcast before saying, you know, God will meet you where you're at, you know. And um, as Christians who are walking in, uh, you know, with God right now and we're doing good, we just got to realize, and I know I said that wrong, but I mean, if you're confident in your relationship with Jesus and things are going good and, you know, our goal is to help other people get to heaven, it's not about trying to change people. It's about sharing the love of Christ and what he's done in our lives. It's about getting to know people where they're at, you know, and it made me realize why we pray for people that we don't like. And and it just, this light went on and don't get me wrong. I still struggle with praying for people that I don't like. You know, because in the testimonies that you saw that where God has changed people, I'm sure that there are people that hate those people, not because they um, came to God, but because of they did things in their lives that people hated, you know. So people we love are hated by other people because of the fact of they did something to hurt them. And it's like, you know, it's like, wow. You know, that's why we got to pray for those that we don't like because someone else loves them. That's someone else's child. That's someone else's. And even if they never get to God, Jesus still died on that cross to give them that chance. And that's why we as Christians need to pray for everybody. You know, it's not easy praying for those that you don't like. But, you know, it, it helps them in a way that maybe someday these people can turn to God and have that amazing story, you know. And it, it again, I just encourage those who don't have that amazing story that, you know, I started to tell the story about, um, you know, the prodigal son, and I kind of went away from it, and I guess... I wanted to get back to that. And, you know, with the one in the 99 sheep, or 100 sheep, but the one missing, God goes out to find. I guess I want to get to the point of, you know, the father takes in his son, and he gives him clothing after the son has, you know, just exploited the father in every way. You know, he took his inheritance and blew it, and then he's come crawl back to his father. And that's what we do as Christians. Jesus has given us gifts, and, you know, he's given us the ability to choose him or not to choose him. And so he, he comes to us. And just like the father in that story, he, he um, takes his son home or daughter home and, and dresses them and, and 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 is just so happy and he and he's loving and understanding and it's just 
I think about that. And then it goes on. And then the other son who stayed home with his father, he is getting kind of jealous, you know, and I sometimes I see that as myself. It's like, okay, Lord, I've been here, you know, most of the times. Don't get me wrong. I've had things in my past where God has need to pull me back, you know, because I've wandered off. But God loved me so much, I never got far away to where I've had terrible problems. And I, and you know, I, I wouldn't want to go through what a lot of these people in the testimonies went through. God loved me that much, he protected me from those. Even when I walked away from him, I didn't walk away from him. He's always been a part of my life, but when I didn't want to follow him, you know, uh, he was always there for me. He was always a friend. You know, he he always understands. And I, I don't want to say that it's easy because depression can get a hold of you. You know, your thoughts can get a hold of you and, and deceive you. But if you just let God into your heart and mind and let him transform you and, and, and heal you, he can... Um, just change your lives in, in amazing ways. And getting back to that son who, who you know, was kind of jealous of the brother because the father took him in and gave him all these things. And he's like, he was very mad or upset and jealous. And he's like, I've been here the whole time. And and then he's taken his inheritance and and he and you're giving him all this stuff over after he's, squandered it and you know and he and I know I'm probably telling the story wrong and I I should probably be reading it out of the Bible but I don't read that good but I know people know what I'm talking about um but anyways the father tells his son his eldest son that stayed with him he's like you have had all the goodness you know you know, you don't need to be jealous of of your younger brother because you have had everything that is mine. Everything is mine I've given to you this whole time. And it's like, wow. It made me realize, you know, all these things that people that have like these really deep and miracle testimonies. I've had all those things. I already know that Jesus loves me. I know, you know, I made maybe I ha haven't had the words to express a personal relationship until I went somewhere outside of the church that I was going to. And I, and I learned to put that into words, like a personal relationship with Jesus. And I was able to have that and know that and know that I, you know, because I'm Catholic and I know that I'm supposed to receive the body and blood of Christ, you know, communion. And a lot of people will say, I take communion. And it's like, I don't want to say, oh, it's fake. It's not real. But I believe in my heart of hearts when a priest transforms that host and that wine 
into the body and blood of Christ, he can do it because he was ordained to do it. If you go into the Old Testament, you know, priests were, you know, they were the ones doing the sacrifice. You know, they were the ones ordained to, for, you know, sacrifice those things so people could get back into God's good graces. You know, you couldn't just be a, a regular Joe Blow and, and, and do your own sacrifice and have God forgive you. You had to go to a priest. And, and that's why I believe when a Catholic receives their communion, we believe that to be the true body and blood of Christ. You know, because um, I don't know much about the Bible. And if I debated with you guys, I would lose something fierce. But I can only tell you what I believe with my whole heart and soul, what God put into my heart, you know. And and if it helps you or transform you, that's great. But I just know where God has led me. And if I can share that stuff, if I can believe in that stuff myself and live it out, hopefully it, it, it will inspire other people to search out, search it out. Again, I'm not trying to, the only kind of transformation that I want to, to, for people is to have that relationship with Christ. And as you yield your, your heart and soul to Christ, he will lead you where he wants you to be. I don't believe, I just, again, I get the reason for my being Catholic is I know in my heart that that is Jesus's body and blood. You know, I I had this argument with one of my friends. You know, he said, John 3, 16, that's all it is. Just believe, you know. And and to me, again, I've said this in podcasts before, that's, that's just the start. When you build that relationship with Jesus and you go deeper into that friendship, you want to do things for him that out of love, you know, not because you have to do that at, because just like when Jesus went on that cross and took away our sins through his death, he didn't have to do that. He did that because, um, he loved us so much. And, and, and maybe that's how we are in his image and likeness is that, okay, he did this for us. Maybe because he did this for me, maybe I can self-sacrifice for him, you know, and anyhow, it's, it goes on. And I, I point to John chapter six, after Jesus, you know, fed the 5,000 or whatever, he, um, the people followed him across the lake or whatever. And Jesus ended up, and I, and I read this in King James version, you know, um, Jesus says, you got to, he's the bread of life. He talks about being a bread of life. He says, you got to eat my body and, and drink my blood. And a lot of people didn't understand this. So they walked away. Now, why wouldn't, if, if Jesus was talking about eating his body and blood, um, and, and if he was, if it was a parable, why didn't he stop those people from walking away? He didn't. He didn't say, come back. I was just metaphorically speaking. He He's just like, 
They said that the, that teaching was really hard, and they walked away, and he let them walk away. You know, because you think if it was just some kind of parable, he, he would say, hey, come back. That's not what I meant. But he didn't. He let those people walk away. And then, okay, when he turned to his disciples and he says, are you going to leave me too? Why would he say that to the people that love him the most? You know, and then, you know, obviously you go to like the end of the New Testament or, you know, when they're talking about the, the Last Supper. Jesus says, this is my body and blood. He didn't say this represents. He says, this is. And, and, and it's like, okay. Um, you know, but then he also says, do this in remembrance of me. And that's where Christians will argue over parsing words. Well, did he really mean this or did he really mean that? And, and I, I'm just like, I believe that he said, do this in remembrance of me because each and every time that a priest does this, uh, when he transforms the body and blood or the bread and the wine into Jesus' body and blood, Jesus will be present because he showed us how we could do the new sacrifice. You know, and people say to me, aren't they re-crucifying in Christ? It's like, no, they're not re-crucifying Christ. What Jesus did went from the beginning of time to the end of time. Even though he was in the middle of time, his sacrifice covered everything. Because what he did was in eternity. He, he saved us in eternity. That's why we have eternal life. Now, it's like um, you've had people that will argue that it's, it's like, well, they don't believe that that's Jesus' a true body and blood. And they say, how can one man transform this into Jesus' body and blood? And, and my question to you, okay, from the time that Jesus you know, showed, showed Christians how to um, do this new sacrifice so that we could be with God. You know, he did this for our sins, transforming his body and blood. And that was accepted all the way up to the time of the Reformation. So one man said that... Uh, um, I don't know what his heart was. He might have had the best intentions. But all of a sudden, all these people that that from Jesus' time up until the Reformation, however that worked, they were doing things wrong and that it needed to change. Well, again, I, I believe Jesus will take you where he wants you you to be. And so um, I ask you this. I ask you, like, if you believe that Jesus can do anything, right? 
Most people would say, yeah, heck yeah, Jesus can do anything. God can do anything. He did the impossible. He put a woman, an earthly woman, he, he um, put a baby into her, and that was Jesus. That was impossible. That just doesn't happen. That was a miracle. Now, I know I got off my question, but this is my question. If you believe that Jesus can do anything, if you believe that God can do anything, why don't you believe that that is truly his body and blood after he showed us how to do that? And again, why can only priests do that? Because just like in the Old Testament, you couldn't do sacrifices. You know, you couldn't make a sacrifice to atone for your sins by yourself. You had to go to a priest and and get that done. You know, so just like back then, a priest does a sacrifice. Um, just like now, the priest does a sacrifice now. And it's like, I know it seems weird, and, and I, I ask myself sometimes about that, and it's like, how can you believe that that is truly his body and blood? You can't see it. You can't feel it. It's during the Mass, they say, um, and I don't know at that point, I'm not the best Catholic. The only reason why I'm there is because of that sacrifice, what Jesus did on the cross, how he said we he, we he could commune. And the Catholic Church is the only church that believes that we're sacrificing Jesus' body and blood, and that is his body and blood, to offer it for our sins. And I, and and my problem is, okay, if you believe that Jesus can do anything, why couldn't he do that? Why would that be so evil for him to say, that's my body and blood? How is that pulling you away from Jesus? And and I just. We call the the saying, I don't know if I said it, I got I always get sidetracked, but we call it the mystery of faith. We don't we can't totally understand it, but because Jesus showed us in the Last Supper how we could commune with him. I have faith that that is him. Now only God can reveal this to you. So I could say stuff, tell them blue in the face. It doesn't matter. This is what God showed me about my faith. You know, I can only live and, and, and do the best of my ability to live a life that would, um, would reflect God's love and God's mercy and God's what he's doing. Although I fail a lot and, and, as a Catholic, I have a really hard time. I, I loved going to Protestant churches. I, I love praise and worship music so much. And the Catholic church, it's like you just don't do that. And there are some Catholics who, who can live the Catholic life beautifully, and I struggle with it. I struggle with it because it's like I just, I just have a hard time. 
But I know with all my heart and my soul that when the priest does that consecration with the body and blood, and I, I know I keep going in circles, but I believe with all my heart that that is Jesus and that is spiritual food to strengthen me. And, and again, I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm just trying to share what God has done in my life. And I know if I can just share with people to, to give God that chance to transform them, transform them he's going to lead them where he wants to be. You know, if you're truly seeking Jesus, he's going to lead you. And again, I just thank you guys for just being around and, and listening to this podcast. I hopefully um, God will inspire you to get to know him more. Anything that comes out of this that's good, that's godly, is obviously from him because I'm just, I'm just a vessel. And hopefully he'll use this vessel because this vessel is broken. This vessel sins. But he loves me so much. And he loves you so much. God doesn't have a favorite child. He, it's like he loves everybody equally as much. And he'd do anything for anybody who calls on him, who believes in John 3.16. If you believe that, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that's the beginning. If you receive his body and blood, that's another step. And it's just, as you get to know him, he'll reveal things to you. Now, I'm not judge and jury, so if you don't believe in communion, I mean, but at least if you have a problem with it, you know, I would encourage people to do a deep, dive into it and and ask God for themselves and not just take it take somebody else's word for it you know but to really ask God if this is real reveal yourself in anything your prayer life if you want to know the truth about anything ask Jesus to reveal that wisdom that truth and he will lead you I know I'm going off and off and off on it I could go on for hours you know but anyways I just want to pray together as a family. You know, we are one body in Christ. And though we have different opinions and all of our journeys are, are different to get to Jesus, we all end up in the same place. You know, so instead of us tearing each other down and, and trying to pull the the log us or pull the twig out of someone else's eye when we have this log in our own. We just need to pray for each other. Again, in our lives, we've all have hurt people and, and 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 ruined them, and we'll never know who they are or whatever. But that's why we need to pray for everybody because there's a lot of hurt people in this world, and whether you know. God takes his time. He can transform those who we don't like. You know, and and those that, you know, that that's why you got to pray for everybody. God has a plan and 
and we don't always understand. We just got to have faith that, that God's will is the best for this world. Anyways, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us a stay our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus, we just thank you for being a part of our lives. Whether we have the, the most awesome testimony, how we got to you, or we feel that we don't have a testimony, but we're here, Lord. I pray for those to not be upset or jealous or whatever of somebody that you admire that went through more than you that they might went through, Lord, but that all of our testimonies, no matter how big or small, Lord, you love us in a way that it's it doesn't compare to anything, Lord. And we just praise you and thank you for loving us and, and meeting us where we're at, Lord. You don't expect us to be perfect, but you do expect us to strive for perfect perfection. You know, obviously, Lord, we just pray that we would have gratitude for all the things that you do in our lives, Lord, and that you'll just hold us close, whether we're a new Christian or even a veteran Christian, Lord. We just ask that you would hold us tight in these times of clown world, Lord, and, and please give us the wisdom to do the right things, Lord, at the right time. And, and please allow us to let you transform our hearts and minds into what you want us to be, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for always listening to us, Father God. Lord, I just pray for anything that I said that's of you, Father God, that's beautiful and uplifting, Lord. I pray that it would resonate in each and every person's heart that hears it, Lord. Anything, Lord, that I might have said that would lead people away from you, I pray, Lord, that people might forget, that they would forget about it, Lord. Because, again, I just pray that this podcast would be uplifting, Lord, and it would encourage people to, to come back to you and know that you love them, Lord. Thank you and praise you, Jesus. We love you. We just ask this in the holy name of Jesus. All right, everybody. I, I know I rambled on and on and on, but I just want so badly to encourage those people who think that they don't have a testimony, that their lives aren't that big and you, you that you love Jesus, but you're just like, man, I don't have a real story that would impact anyone. You do. You know, again, God doesn't want you to hurt. He doesn't want you to have to go through what all these other people went through. That's not his first choice for you. He wants you to know that he loves you right where you're at. You know, and unfortunately, again, these people that have these just mind-blowing testimonies, they had to go through a ton of hurt. And you should thank God every day if you don't have to go through that hurt. But God can take something if you are going down that path what is very destructive and hurtful for yourself and others. God can redeem that. You know, and that's what when we say um, that to give God all the glory, 
you know, he can take the worst situation and turn it to the, his glory and to where we think something that could be totally terrible, he could change it around and use it for something for him. And it's amazing. And I, I love seeing those testimonials. But again, realize God loves you where you're at. You don't need that testimony. You just need to love God and surrender to God where you're at. And he'll lead you. You're just as, as important to him as anyone. He loves everybody equally and the same and all at the same time. And we're here to work our way to heaven together. All right. Thank you for listening. God bless. This is the Revival Podcast.